Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number two of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105. Three, the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, mm-hmm. Regal Mendoza, holding it down for here on your Turn It On and Leave It On station. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, going to go through Reggie's Cowboys rewatch of the 2022 NFL season continuing with weeks five and six with the Rams and the Eagles. We'll do that here. In just a moment, coming up in 18 minutes, Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com, live from Oxnard, California, going to be joining us, giving her thoughts and perspective on the Cowboys. Resuming practice today, first time in pads during the 2023 training camp for America's team. Of course, we are your home of the Cowboys and the Texas Rangers. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Attitude, if you want to get at us on Twitter with you until 11 o'clock tonight. Really excited for our show on Thursday. Real quick programming note. Uh, David Hellman of Fox Sports going to be joining us uh, on Thursday. So something to look forward to on Thursday, the next time we are on with you talking some Cowboys football and a little bit of college football nonsense because, you know, that's always abundant, especially as we get closer to the college football season. But it is about the Cowboys as they continue their preparations for this upcoming season. As we take a look back, Last year, when they took on the Rams in week five and the Eagles in week six. Week five at SoFi Stadium against the Los Angeles Rams, your Dallas Cowboys. Take the field. Cooper Rush under center. Dak Prescott in week three, week four of uh, figuring himself out. So Cooper Rush still under center. A lot of people feeling good about this quarterback, maybe feeling really good, talking about maybe this should be your quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys because he had handled himself very well to this point against a talented Cincinnati Bengals team, against the New York Giants. I mean, Washington, they not good. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, look, man, he's looking good. How is this going to go against the Los Angeles Rams? It's funny. Uh, real quick personal moment on this. As, okay, go as, for it. Because I remember, as, I was like, there's a reason why I remember these two games in particular, sp- specifically the Rams game. That's because that's when your boy started going through his stuff um, last year before, you know, missing <laughs> a little bit of time because I didn't realize what was happening to me. Yeah, you had. You had. In my physical condition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I remember just laying in bed. I was like, I am so damn tired. What is wrong with me? But I had enough was it, stamina. Was it pericarditis? No, no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Definitely not. Uh, but I just remember 
I was like, the one thing I'm gonna do today, I'm gonna cheer my ass off in this bed. I'm gonna, I'm tired, but I'm gonna cheer off in this bed because the Cowboys take it on the Los Angeles Rams, and of course, the defense was the story, buddy. And look, my literally my first note, and I can show you my first note if you need to see it. In fact, I want you to read my Ooh. first note Ooh, verbatim. What was my first note on this one? Well, I got four eyes. I still can hardly see. Oh, let me. See. Do I yeah, need to? Yeah, you might want to. I need to make this a little larger. About my bad. I forgot. About 125, 150 for me. One fifty. No, I'm just saying. What is happening? Because it was. Eyes? <laughs> uh, oh, LMAO. I forgot how early this went bad for the Los Angeles Rams. That's right. Like it went bad <laughs> so quick. Like it was immediately a problem. Who got? Who got who caused that fumble that got the Demarcus Lawrence touchdown? Demarcus Lawrence. It was Demarcus Lawrence and Dorrance, right? So that's right. That's right. It was a passing down. They got the third down, mm-hmm. and that old line is food. D. Law and Demar and Dorrance uh, Armstrong. They met at Stafford, jarred it loose, <laughs> and Tank was still standing straight up. So he's like, "I guess I can pick this up and take it to the house." <laughs> and that's exactly what he did, right? Like that was the that was the type of game it was for your Dallas Cowboys. The defense showed up as evidence that early, right? Um, in fact. This isn't quite the defense, but even on special teams, they had a punt block up the middle, right? Like, not, Oh, that's right. Not punt blocks off of the edge. They went straight up the middle and blocked a punt, right? Like, it was that level of dominance defensively. In fact, uh, Matt Stafford, I bet he was real. He was never so happy to see Cowboys jerseys up close and personal, right? Like, I'm sure when he was growing up in Highland Park, he was like, man, I love me some Dallas Cowboys. I bet he was like, man, get these Dallas Cowboys away Out from me. Out of my me. face. Because, like, when he could get free, they were they were cooking a little bit on underneath routes, just kind of dinking it out. Of course, Cooper uh, Cooper Cup getting the ball, but who boy, he was under pressure. In fact, uh, Demarcus Lawrence saw stuff. Rob Havenstein one time took him inside, and then Carlos Watkins uh, looped outside, and they just completely blow up the play. It was just a defensive, um, particularly defensive line. It was a fantastic showcase for them early. Yeah, that game was a lot of fun. As you mentioned, special. I think. If I remember correctly, Dorrance Armstrong had the the punt block, or was it may have been. I don't believe that was Dorrance. okay. It may I'm thinking of something else, but anyway, like I said, the special team was on point that day. Defense was on point with the fumble recovery for the touchdown. Tony Pollard got off in this game as well. That's right. Um, like you felt like this was a game that you saw a lot of the different elements for this Cowboys team offensively, defensively. Well, in terms that, of, that happened later because in yes. the first quarter, correct. Um, I mean, or yeah, the first quarter, the first big offensive play, I think, was like a, let me see if I, I think it was a Zeke draw involved there. It was like a sit route with Noah Brown and then a Zeke draw, and that was the first real offense all game, and that came with three minutes left in the first quarter. Like, they just, while the defense was showing up and put points on the board early, the offense took their time getting into it, and um, it could have gone even worse because Tyler Smith was out here getting fried up by Aaron Donald, though, right? Like, I don't know what you do. Aaron Donald was just being fast and strong, and they kept, they were like, okay, that's a rookie out there. Out there. Yeah, let's put him out there. And Aaron Donald being fast and strong simultaneously was making it really tough on him. Um, Tristan Hill had a tackle for loss. Like, Ooh. him, Tristan Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, him, okay. Sam Williams. Okay. Everybody was going going up. Uh, Cooper Cup was still being a bad man, though, right? Like, took digs across the field. But yeah, no, it was a lot of. Oh, you remember the fake fake punt pass? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Rams were that desperate. They ran a fake yeah. punt pass. It worked, though. I know Bones Foss was yeah. over there, like, I didn't get the first fake in. <laughs> this is sick. But, um. By the way, that was Dorrance Armstrong on the punt block. Oh, my bad. Yeah, my it bad. was him. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I saw, though, um, Oh, this is something. Can we talk about this for a second? Sure. I saw something. I was like, oh, is that an uncalled hold on Micah Parsons? And that that it took me back to that time. 
where it felt like everybody was like, nobody's calling holes on Micah Parsons. <laughs> he was doing the rip through. And there's like a there's an interesting subsection of the NFL rule book that makes that makes it so that if you're pass rushing and you do that like dip your your shoulder and rip through, that's no longer a hold if that lineman's hand is outside of the outside of the uh, like you know kind of chest plate there. Well, look at you getting your NFL rule book bag. Look at you. And so it it just reminded me. It was like oh so that's the thing. I wonder if Michael Parsons is just gonna keep doing and like I'll keep winning that way. But can we just stop yelling about that being a hold? Because that's very particular. If the run, if the you know pass rusher does that rip through and gets them self into that situation where it looks like a hold, it's not. Um, even on a toss play, Pollard looks so good in this game. Like just a toss, old school running back type play. He looked so good, right? Just speed. Oh, and then they also ran a, a Cooper Rush speed option at one point. I don't know what was happening there, but running the football, <laughs> Tony Pollard looks so good. I'm so excited to see him be the feature back in this game in this uh, this season because you you just saw him looking really good toting the rock. Yeah, and again, just getting the ball to him in the open field and letting him go to, go to work like that's. That's, that was the name of the game for Tony Pollard last year. And some of this in the Rams game in particular, to put some shine on it, because I realize I watch them, but I don't really individually give them shout-out. The offensive line run blocked really well mm-hmm. in this game against the Rams. Um, pass block is a little tough, but again, Aaron Donald, what you going to do? Um, moving on to week six in Philadelphia. That's where I felt really <sighs> intrigued. Because, you know, sometimes it takes a lesser a lesser showing for you to see some, some interesting stuff out there. Um, Sunday Night Football... Um, oh boy, there was a lot of stunting, a lot of stunting from the defensive line to try and like do something and get the uh, Philadelphia Eagles out of line. You know what the Eagles did a lot, and eventually later on in the game, maybe the second half, they did to a lot of success, a lot of RPO. Yes. Right? If you just gave them a, a traditional looking run, the Cowboys defense did a decent job at it. Traditional looking pass, Cowboys defense did. When you give them options where they have to try and defend multiple things at once. I remember Michael run pass particularly option, getting frustrated in that game. Yes. Reads, mm-hmm. right? They changed the numbers game where now you have a capable running quarterback and it's you're now no longer defending 10, you're defending 11 because you also have to account for that that uh, quarterback. That's where the, the Cowboys defense had some issues in this game. Much like a lot of last season for Philadelphia, this game in particular, because it frustrated the hell out of me, because what was their MO last year? Philadelphia dominated second quarters last year. They did so again in this game, if I remember correctly, because the Cowboys were able to actually get themselves back in this game. That happened in the third, yeah. So early yeah. on, I mean, it's 7-0. I mean, all their, all their scoring starts in the second quarter. 7-0 goes 14-0, 17-0, and then ultimately 20-3 at halftime. Yeah, it's the same Devastating in the second quarters, which was an MO for them last year. As you mentioned, outscoring them 20 to 3 in the second quarter uh, alone. But again, this game wound up finishing 26 17. But for me, what was frustrating about this game, the Cowboys got themselves back in it. But then we started, at least for me, I don't know how you felt rewatching it. Mm-hmm. Cooper Rush was like, all right, we're getting to the end of the rope with this Cooper Rush thing. Oh, yeah, no. This, like, where's Dak? It, it started early because Cooper <laughs> yes. rushed through a couple of interceptions and probably mm-hmm. could have had three, yep. maybe four. And I, I specifically write a note here in the second quarter. He sailed a crosser, like a crossing pattern. He just sailed it over. And I was like, the quote is, is he shaking question mark? And the answer is no. He did a decent job settling back in. Tried. There was a lot of play action boot. Like, apparently, Kellen Moore saw, you know, he came to Jesus and was like, look, man. Get this guy out, simplify this, have the, you know, kind of guys run into the flats. Tight ends. Tight ends got a lot of work in this game mm-hmm. for the Cowboys. 
And Cooper Rush did a good job settling himself down. But the tough part about it is this is where you see the difference between a really, really good backup quarterback and a starting quarterback caliber quarterback in this league. And that's because that's Eagles secondary was on uh, the Cowboys. And so I think some of this is uh, Cooper Rush's passes. They kind of float. They don't they don't they, they don't they, they, they take their time getting there. They don't zip there. I don't know right. why it is that way. He's fairly accurate. They just don't get there all that quick. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about like getting into a break and that ball is kind of taking its time with the way that the Eagles were on, sitting on these wide receivers, and then also breaking to the ball, a lot of breakups. Sometimes the guys would end up between Cooper Rush and his receiver intercepting the football. So I think some of that happened. Oh, man, Ferguson put the brakes on uh, when he scored his touchdown to make it 20-17. to I was like, oh, there's Travis Kelsey right there. That's where the comp came from. Travis, uh, Jake Ferguson looked That's looked the athleticism good, came from, yeah. Looked good in this game. And you know who was in their bag in this game? One, number 21, Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Tony Pollard was running. Like, he got some canyons and really bursted through those. And that's really, I think, where you see the difference between Zeke and Tony. is just the level of burst once that thing gets open. Zeke did some work here. Like, this spin This is one moves, of his best games last cut season. Cutbacks. I'm talking about Ezekiel Elliott. No, absolutely one of his best games this last season. And you saw you saw the, oh, there's still some juice in those legs in that game. Um, so, yeah, like it was a shout-out to them as well. Uh, Michael Parsons didn't look the greatest. He was playing linebacker legitimately in this game, and it, it, it appeared to me. Um, and I remember our friend of the show, um, uh, Patrick Walker, mentioned this at one point. Um, Micah was being keyed in on a lot. They were running directly at him. In coverage. Yes. And it was just like he did not look comfortable in zone. Um, It seemed like he was a lot in there. And what that reminds me is, it might have been last offseason or this this offseason or something like that. There was a point where Michael Parsons was talking about, he basically alluded to the fact that he's still figuring this out, which I want to take in the positive side of this, which is, hey, man, he's doing this and he doesn't fully get it. (laughs) Right. Yes. Like, I could still see the moments. There's moments and they've gotten fewer and further between where it's like, oh, I could still see the gears turning. I could still see him trying to figure it out. And he's this damn good. Mm -hmm. Right. Where does it look in another year or two with Micah Parsons? That was super fun. But this is one of those games where a team with really good play calling. And let me tell you, Shane Steichen was calling great plays on this. Uh, Speaking of, like, I think there was the point where where it got to 26-17. They kind of had this RPO, and they had been running RPO with a, a tight end to the flat. They take a, another uh, wide receiver who had typically been blocking. I think it was A.J. Brown, and he gets vertical. And so the Cowboys are looking for that. They've run this play multiple times and beaten the Cowboys on it multiple times. The Cowboys are now geared into it. Oh, this is RPO. He's going to the flat, and he just dumps it over top. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that is a play building on another one. And that's something that we've been desperately Desperately looking for as the something Cowboys. that sets up something for something else. That's sh- down I was the like road. Shane Steichen. Yeah. That is that is an indicator of good play calling, and I'm really hoping that we could see that this season from the Cowboys, where it's not just this this play is a good play. This is a good play that ultimately is going to lead to another play that gets you 10, 20, 25 yards just because. You know, the last play was a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you called a good play, not because you did something exceptional, but just because you called called a good play. Those were some of the things that I I found. Really interesting. Um, and then Osa just straight up tackled Jason Kelsey after one of these plays because he was mad. I think that was the <laughs> end of the game. Um, and that, I, that's not really anything that I needed to mention. It was just funny to me. There was a lot of really good stuff. Like, oh, man, the offense didn't really get start going for the Cowboys until Kamate Turpin had a big return. That's right. That jump started the game. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is the point. And I had asked, is Kamate Turpin, is this thing, like, really going to matter all that much? Or is this just, like, a shiny toy that we're all super excited about because he ran back a touchdown in a uh, uh, preseason game. Two of them. 
Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, two didn't, of them. Didn't mean to short that man. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's but, already short enough. Wow, wow. Uh, but no, this these these are the times where you can see an impact. Getting you a short field was the reason why you got that first field going in the first place. Otherwise, it'd have been zero going in at half. My last thought coming out of that game was, all right, it's time for Dak now. That's right. Because the Cowboys could have won this football game. If you kind of clean things up a little bit in that second quarter there, you're right back in that game in the second half and have a chance to win it ultimately because I didn't come away all that impressed, to be honest with you, with Philadelphia after that game. I was not all that impressed uh, based off of what they could have done to a team that was playing with his backup quarterback. Um, but the Cowboys left that game 4-2, and 2-1 two, two and one away from AT&T Stadium. And at the time, the Philadelphia uh, Eagles were 6-0, and 3-0 at Lincoln Financial Field. But yeah, that was one of Zeke's best games of the season. Had a 14-yard touchdown run. Uh, he was actually really good in that game. One thing I did mention, because Jalen Hurts, because of his his speed and also because he trusts that offensive line, he was just kind of sitting a little bit further back. He was like, I'll just float back a little further, fade a little further back and then throw. Man, but when the Cowboys dialed up full pressure, they can still get back, back there. It don't, I don't care whose offensive line is up there. Mm-hmm. This defensive line, if they're like, we need to get back there, now they might have to send five, six. But they'll get back there, and they'll get back there in a hurry. And that's one of the things that's fun is that def- this defensive line, if they need to on any given play decide we want to get back there, they will get back there. It's the Get Right Reggie KG right here on 105. Three of the fans, terrific stuff there when it comes to the Cowboys rewatch. From last year, from Reggie's, he's taking a look back as before we look forward. This is a fun week, I'm not going to lie, or a fun day of uh, of rewatching. Well, the 2023 NFL season coming up next, live from Oxnard, California. Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com joins us next on The Get Right. I'm wearing the shirt right now. <laughs> That's right. I had to look down because I'd be free. Do you ever wear like a shirt, like a graphic T-shirt, and then someone like walks by and mentions it, and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? Oh, yeah, that's my bet. I forgot. I'm like you're, wear- you're wearing mm-hmm, it, sir. Mm-hmm. You're wearing it. That was one of those moments. <laughs> right now, though, we go live to Oxnard, California. She's a host and reporter for the, for the Dallas Cowboys, of course. Emmy Award winner. Talk nice to her. Uh, you can occasionally find her on CBS Sports talking about the beautiful game. And and she is newly minted, nominated for 2023 Sports Reporter in-game, pre- or post-game. She is Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com. He's in the building! <laughs> Haley, what's going on? I'm going to have to update. I update my bio every time I talk to you guys. So thank you. I appreciate the intro every single time. That's right. We'll we quit doing all this working and whatnot. And yeah. maybe we're not to update it all the time. Yeah, yeah, we got We got to keep tabs with you. It's actually harder on us. We got to keep exactly, tabs know, on what right? you're doing to see and see if we're not forgetting something. Like, there goes go Haley again. There she go on TV again. What's going on now? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I'm just out here working. I got, I'm blessed to do what I do and, and be here for my first time in Oxnard. So I'm excited to be out here. It's already been a week. We still got three to go, so uh, I've just been really blessed and fortunate in all the situations I've been in. Okay, so before we get to the Cowboys real quick, I do want to ask you about that. What was that like doing the uh, the CBS? Uh, the CBS Colossal. Uh, yeah, through, throughout the course of the summer a little bit. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, I obviously am a soccer player born and bred. I started playing soccer when I was four, so uh, to get the opportunity to not only get my first ever network reps uh, with a you know national network, 
and also get to talk about a sport that, you know, taught me to love sports. Uh, it was really surreal. And, you know, uh, like I said, I've been blessed to do everything that I do. So uh, it was fun. It was challenging. I really kind of had to pull some of my old knowledge out of my back pocket because it's been a minute since I've gotten to talk about football as opposed to football. But uh, it was great. I got to spend some time on the East Coast up in Connecticut. I saw New York City for the first time. Uh, so it was definitely exciting and uh, hopefully will happen more in the future. Yeah, I really hope that for you. Um, and some of it is so I can live vicariously through you because, of course, you're living <laughs> my dream. Um, but also another dream that you're living, you're living in, you're in dreamy Oxnard, California right now, at least when mm-hmm. it comes to the weather. Um, Paz came on today. What, what was the what was the interesting thing for you when it came to like the pads being on and being able to see like the physicality of the Cowboys? Yeah, it's just that, the physicality. Uh, You don't realize how much these guys are holding back that first week with no pads until you see how they come out and how they're all juiced up uh, in day one of pads. So we saw a lot of, I don't want to say hard hits because, you know, they were obviously receptive to the rules that the NFL has in place. But uh, you kind of got a glimpse of what this team should look like. You got a glimpse of areas where they could improve a little bit and uh, areas where they've been surprising as well. So uh, it definitely just gets you one step closer to the excitement that is the 2023 season that will be kicking off here uh, in just a few weeks. Okay, so with physicality, I think there is one player in particular, there's a lot of players, but there's one player in particular that a lot of people were waiting for this moment to start to see what he is, what can he bring, and that's Mozzie Smith. What did you see in day one of Mozzie Smith with pads on? I love Mozzie. It's so fun to see a guy who has been, you know, he loves football and he eats, sleeps, and breathes it. And you can tell that over the summer he really worked hard to get prepared. Uh, But obviously this is different. He's never taken NFL reps before. So I think it took him a second to kind of get adjusted. And if there's one thing I've learned about him is that he is his toughest critic. Uh, So even when you think that he's having a great day, he'll tell you that he could have done a hundred different things different to be better. Uh, But I like it. I like the potential. Mike McCarthy said it best this morning at the press conference. He said, we're not trying to put any expectations on Mozzie Smith as a first round draft pick, but don't get it confused. We brought him in here to shore up that a gap. And as we know, last season, that was an area where the Cowboys defense, it was really their only weakness until the back half of the season when the secondary got banged up. But uh, I think he looks good. I think it's just day one of practice. So we have to take that with a grain of salt, but uh, that entire defensive line, it was exciting to see, you know, what they've been wanting to do for a week. And now they finally get the opportunity to get out there and show how much they've improved as well. In reference to why Mozzie Smith says he doesn't uh, and you won't ever see him talking trash, he said, quote, I don't do no talking. Nah, I'm trying to hit you. I don't yeah. got nothing to say. I don't even like football. I like <laughs> hitting people. I think he added that in there. <laughs> end quote. Did Patrick add, did, did, did he add that in there or did he actually say that part? I, so we've kind of been splitting up responsibilities. So um, I was in a different scrum and I was actually today running around. Um, I've been trying to get pictures of all the guys and their kids because uh, it's really fun to see them after practice, you know, these big burly guys and they've been hitting each other for an hour. And then all of a sudden their families come over and they just turn into puddles. So I've spent a lot of time, you know, getting to know the families and meeting the babies. I'm obsessed with Jonathan Hankins' daughter. Uh, She came up to me earlier in the week because she has her hair braided, and I think she's like maybe, maybe two. Uh, And she kind of just pulled out her hair, and she said, Mommy, Mommy, hair. Uh, And so as somebody who has struggled with that part of my life and and coming to terms with 
you know, being a mixed woman with curly hair, uh, it was really exciting to see. But that's a sidebar for another day. Um, so to answer your question, I wasn't in the Mozzie scrum, but it was for a good reason, getting to know these kids. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. But I think, honestly, though, Haley, that's part of what this whole experience is when it comes to training because we, we talk a lot about the football part of it. Yeah. But for these guys, you know, especially during the early portion of the camp, having their families out there with it, I'm sure it's just that much more motivation for them to be able to go out there and do what they do. And you being able to chronicle some of that, I'm sure, is a really cool part of the job as well. Yeah, it's definitely fun, too. And it's especially fun when the families kind of start to recognize who you are. Uh, and they say hi to you. I've been trying to airdrop and send as many photos and videos that I get to the families because I know that's obviously something that's super important to them as well. So uh, just as much as an importance that I, I put on getting to know these players, I also like to know where they come from. And most of them uh, have close ties to their family. So it's just been exciting to see that side of them. Speaking of videos, uh, you know how this goes on on Cowboys Twitter. You see something on uh, particularly like John Mashota's timeline and that gets the people going. Uh, what, what, what was your perspective of the Dak Prescott interception on the day and um, obviously the discourse that then followed it when it came to uh, the deep pass that was uh, intended for Brandon Cooks but ultimately came down with Malik Hooker? Yeah, I think it was just a miscommunication. I think that uh, I believe it was Nashawn who was covering mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, and I think uh, if I remember correctly, I was standing next to Mashoda. I actually have the video as well, but I didn't want to tweet it. Uh, for this didn't want to infringe reason. on his uh, perspective, right? <laughs> well, not even that. It's just it, how many times have we heard the national narrative that Dak Prescott is no good and all he's going to do is throw interceptions? When in reality, Dak has been fantastic this year. Obviously, they've shortened uh, or they've simplified that offense playing the West Coast style, the Texas Coast, as we've kind of coined it. Uh, and he's looked great. And so it's unfortunate that the one time that, you know, it's a busted route or whatever it is, he gets accosted on the internet because it's another interception. Like, I hope Cowboys Nation understands that, unfortunately, interceptions are a part of the game, and we should be praising Malik Hooker for jumping that pass and paying attention as opposed to ripping down the quarterback, who, again, has looked fantastic. And uh, it's something that really gets me fired up because, man, when you see what Dak is doing to improve this offense, what the front office has done to improve this team, uh, it's frustrating when you see stuff like that. So, Cowboys Nation, if you're listening, be for real. Be for real. Give the credit where the credit is due and uh, let this man cook a little bit. It's literally week two. <laughs> Haley coming with some energy there. Um, no, but uh, and we're talking to Haley Sutton at DallasCowboys.com right here on 105 Through the Fan. And Haley, I mean, pursuant to like the interceptions and everything and Dak Prescott running the offense, we've heard from CD. We've heard from a lot of people about the the just how much, um, how much stock or how much, um, I guess, ownership of the offense Dak Prescott is taking. Are you able to see that from your, you know, your perspective on the sidelines of the practice field? Like, what are you seeing when it comes to Dak and play calling and adjustments uh, pre-snap? I can tell you that Mike McCarthy is back behind center, right behind Dak Prescott every time the play is run. I can tell you that every time they complete a play, the first thing Dak does is he turns to his head coach, who is now his play caller. He checks in with Brian Schottenheimer as well. Uh, And then he's also checking in with his wide receivers. This is a you know, a seasoned wide receiver room, at least at that one, two, and three spot at the present moment. So it's not like none of these guys have worked with Dak before. And I think that's the thing that really Mike McCarthy is trying to get us to understand is that they haven't really changed what they've done. They've just simplified it a little bit to help Dak be able to fluidly run the offense. It gives the wide receiver an opportunity to, you know, get out on their routes clean Uh, But again, it's week two. Uh, This is the time where you want to see those mistakes made. And I'm not saying that I want Dak Prescott to go out here and throw five interceptions a day. 
that's not the case. But what I'm saying is, is that these guys are learning. They're getting used to this West Coast style offense. They're getting used to getting back into the groove of things. And we still have two weeks until the first time we really see them in a true game setting. So I'm basically just saying, like, stop hitting the panic button. It's going to be okay. <laughs> There's going to be some interceptions that are caught by the defense that we've got to praise. Sometimes it may be the quarterback's fault. Sometimes it may be, you know, just a great play on the defense. But either way, the amount of panic and the amount of discourse and conversation it's got to chill out a little bit. It's week two. We're vibing out here in California. <laughs> All good vibes in sunny California right now. By the way, I tend to focus on the beautiful touchdown pass that Dak threw to Brandon Cooks Thank uh, you. throughout the course <laughs> of practice today. That looked like that uh, was a lot of fun. And also, by the way, Mozzie really did see that. Uh, say that. I just saw a clip of the interview that he did today. Yeah, he actually did say he doesn't like football. He, likes, <laughs> he likes hitting people. So we'll have to play a little Love that. later on. <laughs> um, as we get ready to let you go, Haley, give us a preview of what we're going to be hopefully seeing over the next couple of days as these guys continue their preparations in training camp here. Yeah, I think you'll continue to see them ramp up. Uh, I thought what Mike McCarthy said this morning at his press conference, uh, it really kind of stuck out to me. He said in year one when he was here, uh, you know, it was just a transition period. So there wasn't really any expectations in terms of what the team should look like because we didn't know. In the next year, it was, okay, I kind of have an idea of this. Like, how can we filter it out? Last year was very much like, okay, we're there, but we still have to continue to improving. And so now going into this year, they've worked really hard to get all of the pieces together exactly what they like. Now it's just fine-tuning and going through that. So I think throughout the rest of the week, you'll really see these guys start gelling, uh, you'll start to see the wide receivers get a little bit more technical. I think uh, the running back position is still up for grabs, uh, especially with the news that we got earlier with Ronald Jones. So I think there's a lot of moving parts that are still coming into place. And then hopefully by Saturday, we'll have a little bit better of an understanding and that we can have a lot of fun in that second mock, uh, that second mock game. Speaking of fun, as the content creator that you are, is there anything that we can anticipate coming up from you uh, anytime soon? Oh, man, I'm so glad you asked that. I love plugging these stories because it's so much fun. Uh, last week, before we left for training camp, we actually drove down to the city of Arp, Texas. Uh, it's about 10 minutes away from Tyler, and it is also the home of DeMarvian Overshone. And so we had an incredible opportunity to really dive into what his life looked like growing up. We got to meet his family. Uh, we got to meet all of his horses that he owns and really just seeing the person that is DeMarvian Overshone and how – you know, he's a cowboy in the professional sense of the word, but also growing up, he grew up on a ranch around horses. So uh, I'm working on that piece right now. And I've got a couple other fun pieces as well that I'm still working to set up on. But uh, definitely that overshone piece should be coming out this weekend. And I'm very, very, very excited about it. She's a host and reporter for DallasCowboys.com. Occasionally you can find her on CBS Sports Network talking about a little bit of soccer and also a newly awarded or excuse me, newly minted, maybe will be awarded. Uh, Lone Star Emmy nominated for 2023 reporter in game pre and post game host. And she's out there killing it with the braids too. Even the babies notice. <laughs> I Thank I'm, you. I'm Thank not going to lie. I loved that photo because I saw you that you posted up and the, just the reaction that you and she had together. Fantastic stuff. So absolutely love that. Haley Southern Thank Dallas. You, yeah. Haley Southern Dallas Cowboys.com. Good enough to join us here on the get right. Haley, as always, thank you so much. Appreciate the time and enjoy your time in California. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. There she goes, Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com. Good enough to join us here on the Get Right. As I mentioned, uh, Lone Star Emmy nominated for 2023. Uh, so congratulations to her. I'm just jealous.
in her. She's got a lot going on. Just jealous. Got a lot going on. Do you know on. how, it's probably for the best. You know how insufferable, insufferable I'd be with an Emmy? Ugh. Oh. Yeah, you'd probably bring that oh. thing like in here. Probably. Actually, actually, wait, actually, probably first of all, that's cute. Actually, you probably wouldn't even be here any longer if you were an Emmy Award winner. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, you'd probably be doing, you know, bigger, better things than just leaving bigger me. and better than this. Wow, you would be an Emmy winner, Reds. Probably. Okay. Probably. Mm-hmm. Just leaving me a Rigo to do the show here by ourselves. I, look, y'all don't have to worry about that. And hey, there's Reds on TV with Emmy. Apparently, ain't nobody giving me no Emmy, so <laughs> that's fine. It is the get right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fame where I'm working with future Emmy nominated Reginald Atatula. Uh We'll see. I don't know about all that. Speaking into existence, Reg. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, this individual from ESPN, actually not with ESPN anymore, is not going to be Emmy nominated anytime soon. I'll tell you who it is next on the get right. This segment of The Fan is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. When you value real independence, you own it. And at Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, shop new Silverados with once a year 4th of July savings. See them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. But hurry, the best models will sell fast. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Relax and enjoy the difference and find new roads. A little sports hodgepodge on this uh, Monday night here. Yeah, I switched it. I wanted to give a little more runway for what we'll talk about a little bit later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> Look, it don't matter to me. <laughs> it's the get right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. I wanted to make sure I clarified because he looked at it and said, wait, that's not what we was planning to talk about. That's fine. Once you start talking, that's where we're going. That's, <laughs> that's why I like you, Reg. You just you just go with the flow. Basically, what you said is, I like you because you don't be fighting. It's cool. No, you do fight. You so, do. You didn't have to say that, though. It, it, it's for the better of this show, though. Okay, as we are going in a little sports hot. Oh, fight, God, he pulling back the curtain. Yeah, let's pull back the curtain for It's a typically something I do. <laughs> I don't know where this is going now. See, usually when I pull back the curtain, I know where it's going so I can feel comfortable. Wow. I don't know where you're going. Well, again, we're live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan. Came so in on YouTube say, as well. Don't say nothing to get us fired. That would be helpful. Okay, cool. Uh, we're also, of course, on Odyssey and the Odyssey app at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg. At it. So one of the things I do appreciate about this show and how this has come together over the last, what, you know, year and a half almost at this point. I don't know about a half. Or, I mean, year, year and change. Time is a construct at this point. I don't, I don't Actually, know. no, it was like May, March? Something like that. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. You're dude. making my point. Um, is that Reg is, look, when he is very, he has a very, very keen sense of what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. And blending his style and blending the thoughts that he has and bringing that together is something I've really appreciated about him doing this show because there are things that he will think about that I will not have thought about from a different perspective that just makes the show that much better. And what is whether it's putting together a show, lining up guests the way that we need to do it, I, I really appreciate him for that and uh, bringing that out to this show because it has made the show much, much better uh, throughout the course of the time that we've done it. So That's very nice of you. I appreciate you. Thanks for doing a majority of the work. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, look, man, one of the things I, I've, I've been fortunate enough as being in this business, you know, for a while now, in different iterations, is that I kind of have an idea of how I want a show to feel because I want others to be able to experience the way that we experience this show and to be able to feel that through the microphone, through us, you know, through them watching and however they're able to feel that. And you have allowed the latitude for me to be able to 
kind of put that together while filling in. That was a very, that, I know. like that. That was a very nice way of saying Reggie be letting me do my thing. You do, uh-huh, you do, but that's uh-huh. that, again not to go. You know, all you know. Also, letting is like a weird way of saying that because I mean, it's your show too. Well, you could be like, hey, I don't like none of this, you know, stuff that we're trying to do, and you'd be like, you know, and say that sometimes. You yeah, do but do that, that means I have to give you like alternatives, which require work uh, for you. There you go. Which you don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. Like, diff- I'm not. A, like, I'm I got you. Look, we here. I I'm got not a you. difficult person. I don't think. Well, you don't want to be. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's like that. You you was being real about fighting today. Okay, I see it. Man, I you're not you, difficult. You're good. Uh, well, look, man. Some, here, here's the thing. You know, your boy works a day job. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, sure. you know, some of y'all can get a little, little, little irritating uh, when it comes to the line of work that I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a particular individual oh, today. Oh, you know, do we need to just talk about this instead? Like, obviously not getting you fired, but. Well, sure, yeah. I'm interested frustrations. Look, we can get back to the sports stuff. Like, yeah. We just throw that in headlines. All this stuff we can talk about in headlines. Let's, let's, you know what? Let's have a little therapeutic time. Oh, okay. KG, how was your day today? Uh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, you kick your feet up? That's right. Uh, we got to switch the tracks now. I know, right? He can't even see himself on the camera. He took us out of the entire frame of the picture there. What's more important right now is how I feel. Like, I need, I need to get in the feel? right place. To give the audio to get you know make the show what it needs to be. They don't is need this, to see me right now. This your therapeutic. That's uh, right. Couch. How, how did that make you feel? Um, well, you know it wasn't great um, because you know I had a particular individual today who just had unreal unrealistic expectations about what huh. I could do for him and be able to help him better or improve his situation. Are, based you, on, are you are you pretending to be Dak Prescott here? I don't understand. Uh, n- no, no, I don't have the bank account to try and do that. <laughs> That's for damn not, sure. Not many of us do. Exactly. <laughs> Point well taken. Uh, but, you know, some folks have. Now, I work at insurance for people who don't know during the day. Gross. Uh, <laughs> depending on the day. Um, and sometimes people want things. I that, shouldn't say that. There's plenty of people that work in insurance listening right now. Like, you're a jerk, Reggie. That's fair. <laughs> who expect and want to get certain things that I simply cannot provide to them. Sure. You know, the idea of insurance here, boys and girls, is to put you in the position that you were prior to the accident, not better than what you were prior to the accident. And this individual just wanted me to put him in a better position than what he was. Like, sir, you have a certain kind of vehicle that's old. Oh, they had a bucket. Yeah, and, and I can't. And they was like, why, why won't you give me these brand new parts for this car? Why won't you give me an Aston Martin? Well, sir, that's not how this works. Vanquish us. That's not how this works. And he, he was having a difficult time. Uh, grasping that so it kind of you know got me into full bud crawford mode today oh yeah yeah all right 877-881-1053 what gets you into full bud crawford mode yeah and i'm sorry i don't mean to you know joke at the expense of errol spence but my goodness uh we'll talk about that a little bit later on but yeah it just you know had me in my feelings a little bit a little upset uh you know because i'm watching you know everyone else at camp there's that um, <laughs> and you had to deal with somebody who was trying to, yeah, who was yeah. trying to come up on a and new, infringe on my, you know, it was like I would like a 2020 Ford Explorer, and you're like, hey man, you was driving a 1997 Ford Mustang. N- yeah, I have a feeling that you gave me a real, a real car at that. Instance. I might have, I might not have. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke. You was like, no, this, this is the actual model. Uh, and the point is nine four zero. The idea is, you know, look, man. You got to do what you got to do to take care of your family, take care of yourself, and then go do what you love to do, you know, afterwards. And just to, just every now and then, it just gets to your boy a little bit. And that, and guess what? That's okay. You know why? Because that's life. Mm. That's life. Okay, preacher man. Okay? That's um, just life. 
one thing that that did remind me of is because one thing during these rewatches mm-hmm. is I'll go back and do like the Twitter advanced search feature. Mm. I'll go back and see what I was tweeting on that day. Oh, wow. To okay. kind of help me get back. Because that is my version of my notes is like what I was tweeting huh. during that game. You be tweeting that much during a game? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Again, apologies <laughs> if you follow me at Reg on Twitter. I don't know why you that do that. Because that definitely begged that question. Like, you, you tweet that much? Woo. My oh, bad, wow. y'all. Wow. And it's funny, as I tweet less than I used to back then. I used to tweet all sorts of stuff. Um, What's the total amount of zeets now? Oh, good, good luck with that. And also, I, I never do that again. Um, <laughs> but that did remind me, oh, where was I going? And then what they call now? I don't know. No. I didn't take in so much preamble, I forgot where I was going to land the plane. Ain't that about it? It's um, still a tweet for me. It happens from time to time. It's okay. Goodness. Uh, yeah, I lost it. But I, I thought I saw I had tweeted something interesting a while back, and I forgot where I was going. Using your notes as uh, Twitter tweets. Yeah, no, but you had said something that was pertinent, and now I, I had a re- I, man, it was gonna be good. Please believe it was gonna be good, and now it's entirely not. Um, from the two one four, I'm not sure what you're trying to tell us here. Ah, I remember what it was. Mm-hmm. It's come back. Bad, I, I at some point I tweeted about the fact that I be fake as hell on the phone sometimes. Oh. Because I'm trying to go out of my way uh-huh. to make sure that the person I'm dealing with knows that I'm not being mean to them. Oh, wow. Because like you were, you were in that place where yeah. you were on the phone, you were dealing with someone troubling. I'm like, I need to try and make it very apparent to you. I'm on your side. Like me, I'm not trying see, to be a nuisance to you. I know that you're just at work right now. See, and I normally go down that route, but today. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, no, uh, uh, if you could just please, you know. And it's like, all right, you're doing the real fake voice, but you know what? I'm just trying to put. Whoever it is on the other side of this, at ease, that I'm not trying to make their job difficult. Yeah, that normally I do, you know, my corporate voice, you know, I'm usually able to, you know, put that out there and usually, you know, soothe people. Ooh, what's some, the corporate voice sound like? I got to find out what this we is. We don't have time for that. Oh, we don't? No, not today. Um, like we got like three minutes. Because it's going to make me angry all over. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. Um, we don't want to do that. I don't want to go full book car for all y'all tonight. The idea is, though, that you try to these different tactics to help, you know, people reason with the situation that you're dealing with. And some people just refuse to pick up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. And in this case, this gentleman refused to pick up what I was trying to, you know, put down today. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it is it is what it is. But, okay. hey, that's why we have, apparently, you know, our therapeutic session. That's right. Impromptu therapeutic that's session. That's right. Uh, from the 214, hook a play up, KG. I think they want you to hook them up with insurance. I don't know how that goes. Um, I, I can adjust your claim for you. You get into a car accident, uh, you can call me through a line. <laughs> Not direct. Not direct. <laughs> Correct. Not direct. Unless, you know, I'm particularly working your your claim. How, how would the insurance plug work? Like, I, I'm just trying to. Like, is there is there an insurance hookup? <laughs> Go to online. Get yourself four or five different ones. Outside of just like <laughs> just play straight up insurance fraud. Like, what, what would the insurance hookup be? Like, I don't know exactly what that looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. You like, let me not get down that path. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, from the 204, uh, did he know, did he know you? I, I don't understand what you're asking there. I'm not sure what you're trying to ask. There. I'm assuming he's like, he, he, did he know you like the person doing that was, this, like that you do this on the side as well? No, uh, the per, the person. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like did the person. Like, did they know you from the one station? One of us through the fan. Yeah. Uh, no, it's funny you say that though because a couple of people, where the place where I work at now, they like, like, rec- here's the real part about radio. Like this is an audio medium, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. now that we do a lot of this, you know, with cameras, with YouTube and Twitch, they like see our faces obviously. So people will randomly walk up to me like, hey, aren't you, 
you know, Kevin from I'm like, yep. And it's kind of an uncomfortable feeling at first because I'm like, well, first of all, how do you know me? But then it's like, oh, yeah, we do show like our faces and whatnot. It's it's a reminder, though. Yeah. Um, like this that, is kind of a television show as well at this like point. Like there's different, there's different, le- oh, not a particularly good one. Um, Speak for yourself. Okay, my bad. Um, there's Shout different levels of like, I guess, notoriety because I'm still never going to call myself. I won't say never, never, but like at this point, you're a star, Rich. Just definitely not famous. You're you're a star. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm famous. Um, you are, but you are. Yeah, so like, <laughs> there's some level of, hey man, people can pick you out out of the lineup, yeah. and then you know like, but it's like that doesn't mean that I'm any less of just like a very very extra regular person. Mm-hmm. And so like, and this is like that where you're like, yeah, starting a new job, and somebody like knew who I was, and it's like, all right, cool. Now back to selling this insurance. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, trying to go adjust this claim. Yep. Let me get my breakfast so I can go adjust this claim today. It's funny because my wife, when I tell my wife these things and tell her these stories, she's like, oh, I'm so happy to be a uh, a radio wife. What? Babe? Uh, uh, you, you go to work just like me. Quit complaining. Um, from the one said, I love it when an adjuster tells you how to fix a car when they're clueless on how to fix it. That is the... Honest truth, because let me tell you what Uh-oh. I don't know how to do. Uh-oh, this is just KG getting things off his chest now. How to fix a damn car. Oh, you're just not handy like no, that No, I'm not handy car? like that when it comes uh-huh. to like fixing a car. But I can point you in the direction of the people who can. That is my job. I'm a facilitator. I'm like DJ Khaled in that way. I facilitate for you. Of all the facilitators. I mean, it's a good, it's a good. I'm about to say, what, good. Are you, you shading DJ Khaled as a producer and facilitator? Collaborator? Yes. Um, wow. Wow. I would like to. Yes. There are better facilitators. There are better facilitators than DJ Khaled. Okay. Look, man, he was one of the ones that more prominent ones that came to mind. I could have went with Timbaland, DJ Khaled, Pharrell. I could have went, you know, in a lot of different directions. Okay. So you got something to say about Pharrell or, you know, or uh, Pharrell, incredible facilitator. Exactly. Uh, For the 469, they said, you're definitely a celebrity, Reggie. When you bought your car, I didn't want to flock over to you. But I still made sure to pop my head in and say hi because I recognize your name and your voice. This is, like, really what happened, what's happening. Good to see you. And, like, this is what I want to say. Like, it's not the level of celebrity. Like, not D-list, not E-list, not F-list. Like, we're 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 extra regular. Like, someone coming over and saying, hey, I recognize you from the radio. 100% fine. (laughs) Like, you're not bothering nothing. Right? This uh this is not like I saw Beyonce and I tried to get to her and like my body the her bodyguard stiff arm me. It's extra regular <laughs> over here, man. So like if that's an instance and you see me, it's like, hey, what's up, man? Listen to the show. I'll be like, hey man, appreciate you. Just don't throw a drink at Reg. He won't throw a microphone back at you. Oh yeah, no, because I'm I'm coming off the stage and I'm gonna well, um, that's, oh, now you want to fight. Looks like now you wanna fight. Because the person earned the fight, KG. Now you wanna- Why you want me to fight? All right. Why you want me to fight to? Di- no, I know why you want me to fight to defend you when you earned your ass whooping because you don't want to take your earned ass whooping. That's what it is. Uh, oh, okay. Well, handle your business two one four. Hook him up with the insurance. Hook him up. Good job. Thank you for that un- impromptu therapeutic session. I don't know if we did anything that. insightful, impactful, useful. I think we did because people have clearly responded, and uh, I appreciate you. For responding in that way. Somebody said local famous is the real famous. Oh. Who's your famous lo- who's your favorite local famous person? Favorite local famous person. Yeah. Like, I mean, you go outside of a certain area and nobody else would know him. But in this area, people know him. Babe Laufenberg. Ooh, that's good. We need to talk to Babe. We need Babe to talk to Babe in a while. Babe's a genuinely nice human being. I love Babe Laufenberg. Yeah, Texas in 877 881 1053. I want to know. 
Uh, speaking of quarterbacks. We were speaking of quarterbacks? Babe Laufenberg. Oh, right. Wow. I just I keep thinking of Babe as like an analyst now. The NFL quarterback tiers of 2023. Where does Dak Prescott fit among this tier? Next on the Get Right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 